You're listening to the Halfling 13 Gaming Podcast, made possible by the generous support of listeners such as yourself. If you enjoy this content, please like and subscribe. The Rise of the Rune Lords is a Pathfinder RPG campaign published by Paizo Publishing. Background sound effects provided by Sirenscape, revolutionizing your tabletop gaming experience. Chapter 4, Fortress of the Stone Giants. Where we were last time. As you recall, you had descended down into the depths of the library. You fought the rune giant over here, or rune golem, in the dimensional room that made everybody sick and nauseous. You came down here and fought a stone golem who was guarding the cauldron filled with boiling liquid of some sort. That's where the group is currently. The wizard sent his eye on to scout ahead. You know the next room is filled with rows of taxidermied giants, ogres, and other large creatures, so arranged as if they were soldiers getting ready for combat. Down a side corner here, you found a scary-looking forge shaped like a creature. There was a large major hallway here. One end ended in a mirrored bronze door that had the seven-pointed star on it and a strange key keyhole in the middle of it. This led into a large room where you saw what you believe to be extra-dimensional creatures moving around. There were a couple of doors here, here, and here. You couldn't get through with the eye. And that's pretty much everything you know right now. So right now I, I understand everybody's healed, and I think the plan was you guys are going to rest for the full day. Next morning, or sometime later, you guys have sort of lost track of what exact time it is. You guys wake up rested, refreshed. Well, I think what we should do is those, those doors look important. So I'm thinking, like, if someone would want to use, like, a dimension door and just, like, teleport us, like, from here to the hallway, and then we can look at those doors. I have dimension door. Or what we could do is we can actually look at those taxidermies that that we work on. Yeah, let's do that. When I get over there, I've got to use my golem. Like, like I'm saying, don't get actually into the room, but just, like, go toward the entrance of the hallway so you can get, like, Yeah, and I've got to use my golem being scared. You move up there, you hold out your Golem Bane Scarab. And as you do so, this one right here looks like a giant ogre or giant, minus the head. Covered head to toe in bloody, rusty plate mail. Otherwise, standing there motionless like everything else. As you step up there and you hold up your Golem Bane Scarab to scan the room, A, you don't scan anything that's a golem. B, it draws its axis and starts moving towards you. Give me an initial uh, roll. Yeah. <laughs> Keith, where are you? You hear some loud sounds coming from the other direction, but you're effectively surprised in this round. James, where are you? You see from the depths over here, movement in the far rim. Okay. Move towards Ben. Jennifer. <laughs> George. You're not aware of anything right now. Okay. That good news up. He marches towards you, raising his axe to chop at you. As he gets close, you feel a wave of uneasiness come over you. And then he swings his one of his hatchets at you. You take 19 points of damage as his hatchet slices into you. Andy. Okay, Ben. Oh, I am going. Uh, I'm 
So you swing, your sword connects with the plate mail of the creature, but can't seem to get through the armor. The harder, everybody becomes more confident as the bar breaks into song and dance. They go. They. Nope. These three don't move. I just moved them off the board for convenience. Four of the taxidermied, they look like hill giants, start moving and move up to you. Um, one of them is close enough to actually attack. From the look of it, from the taxidermy and everything, they definitely look like they should be dead. Steps up and swings a great club at you. Club does 21 points of damage. Jenny, you're surprised by the combat. Craig, you're surprised by the combat as well. Jason, so you cast Spider Climb on the cat. You climb on the cat. Like I said, we want to go on the opposite side. Keith, they appear to be undead zombies. They seem to be unusually fast for zombies. The one in the armor looks to be a zombie, but of a much more advanced type. I'm just fast. James. Yeah, I'm probably going to stay where I'm going. Jennifer. Okay, right here. George. I should move up. No, my father's. I'm going to try control undead. So the one behind the headless guy is under your control. Let's try this one. That guy? Yeah. He is under your control. Okay, headless guy. He is not under your control. You don't have enough hit dice left. So those two zombies are now under your control. So he, he hits him with a club and punches him. So 22 points from the guy back here. <laughs> this one, same thing, punches him for eight points. Two snake ladies move up. He goes. He casts a spell. And everybody within six squares, which goes up to here. Give me a will save. James, you are shaken for one round. Everyone else is panicked. Andy, you take off and your sword goes clattering to the floor. As he disappears around the corner at full, full barbarian rage speed. Ben, your swords go clattering to the ground and you go running back. You get back to bed. You get back to the athlete. Carter. So I'm gonna go up. Bring the frogs. You summon a swarm of poisonous frogs. Headless guy gets seven points behind nine points. And the other one. Five points. So the frogs bite and snap and chew on the guys as they rain into the room. They go. This one beats on this one. Does. 23 with the first hit, 20 points with the second hit, and punches him for 10. This one goes for the other one for 20 points, 25 points, and 8 points. Jenny. Okay, Craig. Can I try to identify him with the knowledge of origin? Sure. You know he's a zombie. A zombie of unusual size. Jason. So you said you wanted to go, try, climb over the roof and go into the room? Yeah, let me tumble past him. He swings his hatchet, 23 points to the cat. And then you go past him, and one move puts you 10 feet up, out of their reach up on the wall. You're basically at the roof right there by the passageway. Keith, not much I can Everybody in front of James. You know what, I'm gonna go fight that headless. You gonna charge forward? Yeah, the headless zombie. I'm gonna say like, fight. Jennifer, you go running. You're over here. And then the priest goes over here. You cast your remove fear. And your mind's clear, Ben and, Je and Jennifer. You're free to act normally again. George. 
again. I'm gonna try on headless dude. Headless dude uh, passes. Do I still have hit dice? Yes. Let's try the the, the hill giant. He fails. And then I can move my snakes. His turn. He spins and attacks these guys. So he swings the first time. He hits 16 points of damage. Okay, give me a will save. This one has gotten scared. And he then strikes at that one. Hits. 22 points, which destroys him. He swings the third attack against that guy. Hits. For 21 points. Give me a will save. That guy is scared as well. Then the second axe he lays into the monk for 21 points of damage. Ben. I am going to just stay warm, man. Carter. I guess I'm The headless dude Four. versus the other one. Eleven. Okay, that one's gone. Craig. I'm going Not the quads, but the move. Okay, so swing at you for 18 points. 29. That's a hit. 29. Okay, that's a hit. 10. That is six and six. Okay, your sword does no damage to him. Jason. The headless zombie fails. The next one over there, the hostile, fails. They all fail. <laughs> Keith. Yeah. Okay. James. I want a barge right in. Yeah, I want to do a... A flurry? Yeah. 18. Okay, that's a miss. 31. Okay. That's a miss. 20, that's a miss. That's a miss. That's 11 points. Jennifer. Jenny. Well, I'll do this one then. Away, he hits. He hits. He hits. 21 points. 24 points. Finish his turn. It moans something out. He is casting Command Undead. This one and this one turn on you guys, and then he lays into these characters. Paladin, 36. Hits. 24. Misses. James, he hits a 36. That hits. And he hits 23. That hits. Craig, you take 16 points of damage. James, you take 16 and 19. Ben. I am still going to stay where I'm at. Okay. I'm going to get involved in this. Carter. I'm going to concentrate and sing and I'll roll for my damage. Five points? Yeah. So this guy goes. Steps over here and smacks at you. 22. Misses. He hits a 15. Misses. He hits a 17. Misses. Okay, now it's your turn. Um, I'm going to attack it again. 22. Miss. 30. That's a hit. 26. That is a miss. 14. That does injure him, yeah. but only by four points. So Jason. Headless like one passes. The other one takes 40 points. The headless one takes half of that. The other one is incinerated. He's gone. Keith. How about a scorching ray on the, the nearest one? Yep. Move Bad snake. Back. Hit. Yeah. Miss. Miss. James. That's 30. Okay, that's a hit. Another 30. Two hits. Not a hit. Not a hit. Okay. Oh, that's a one. 
Okay, so you got two hits. You swing a natural attack. You got too close. Your attack hits the target, but he gets a free grapple against you. His free grapple is 34. Yes. Still hit him, so you get three attacks, and then he gra- he wraps you up, which nullifies the other attacks. It's 18. He takes 18 points. He seems to be taking full damage from the monk's attacks. Jennifer. Nope. Okay. So the skeleton gets to make an attack. George, roll a da- roll an attack. Thirty or twenty-nine. Yes. Seven points Damn. of damage from the skin, from the snake. Why are you laughing? Now you get to make your attack. You know, Thirty-one. Thirty-one is a hit. Thirty-four. It takes twenty-nine because it's not a bludgeoning attack. Jenny. I'm thinking of like uh, Fourteen. So. That's enough to touch it. That yeah. finishes off the skeletons and like shatters them. from a spear of purity. George, your turn. Passes. Natural 20. Okay, so one hit, 15. So he takes five. The creature, give me a will save for your snake. Snake goes hostile, which now gives this guy flank. He attacks oh, these guys. No. We'll start with the monk first. 36. Is it? Uh, yeah. 33. It's... Okay. 16 points. 20. Paladin. 28. 23. You take 18 points. Ben! Alright, I'm going out. I'll take my bladed belt and... Okay. Whip your belt off, turn it into a sword, and charge forward. (gasps) Yep, I'm just gonna stop there. Carter! Move up. 20 to go. I'll use my... A miss. Craig. I'm going to step over here. So I'm going to do the attack on the sword again. 25. That's a miss. You got a 28. That's a hit. That's a miss. Seven. Didn't do anything to him. Jason, your turn. Let's do a wand of wonder. I'm going to target the head. This guy. Wave your wand. (laughs) And big old cat and yourself. Shrink down to kitten and garden gnome size. <laughs> Keith, what would you like to do? Can I lightning bolt and hit the snake and the other guy? Absolutely. The headless. The snake passes. The headless does not. Thirty-seven. James, you can use a key point. All right, I want to do that. You intend Jennifer, it takes a swipe at you as you move in. It hits twenty-five. It hits you for 11 points of damage. 31. 31 is definitely it. 41. So much for that snake. It explodes in a shard of skin of bones. Jenny. I'll just do That gives you a seven. You shoot a blast of searing light and it misses the creature. George. Bone again. He passes. 37. So he takes 19. There he goes. He starts off with James. He hits a 30. That is. For 20 points. Are you still up? No. Okay, so you're down. He goes for Car- uh, Craig. Hits a 19. Misses. Another axe. 23. Misses. And a 23. Misses. Okay. He swings on the paladin and misses with the other three strikes. Ben. Yeah, that's it. I'm told you. He hits a 28. Okay, he does 23 points. 37? Yeah, I definitely got him. So you smack him, 
Uh, your belt doesn't do anything to him. Uh, did you do power strike? Yeah. Add six. Okay. That's fifteen. Yeah. Okay. That that does damage. Does five points. And with that, he crumbles to the ground. Yay! So I finished him off. I, I mulched up my whole and pulled out the zombie thing. Yeah. And so I hear the get, bard is going to heal somebody, James, I think. Yeah, you get 16. He's going to give him a couple of hits with those rules. Okay. And then I'll heal you again. His axes Nine. are magical. His full plate then, is magical, too. It is plus one full plate. The hatchets are rune chill hatchets. Can I pick up anything for well, let me figure out where you end up. Give me a dice roll. Odd versus even. Odd versus even. Give me a second dice roll. Odd versus even. When your blind panic fades, you find yourself in the dirt room with the seven obelisks and chains. You find yourself in this room, unsure of how you got here. So when I, when I come back, uh-huh. I'd like to nicely ask the, uh, yeah, the, rogue, the, the, the roguish thief has claimed your sword for herself. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, like, uh, I'd like my sword back, please. <laughs> Takes him like five minutes and he wanders back to the group. What do you guys like to do? Ted took the bronze doors. Is there anything else of note in this room? This room, no. <laughs> you guys out the big passageway? Mm-hmm. Apparently everybody opts to take the large tunnel rather than the little tunnel that the wizard says leads to this mysterious forge. So you guys go past, out of this room, down the large tunnel. There's a side passageway that's narrow to your right towards the forge room. Other passageway turns off to your left and continues on. That leads into this main hallway, which is 15 feet wide. The ceiling ceiling is 40 feet above you. Decorated with an intricate display of stone supports and beams. The walls are carved in long swaths of densely scribed runes. The seven-pointed star is repeated often. To your right, the hallway has caved in entirely. A battered door protrudes from the rubble, but the hallway beyond is completely filled with um, damage and fallen rocks. To your left, the hall ends at an immense bronze double door that bears a huge mirror-like silver inlay of the seven-pointed star. The set of doors has no obvious hinges, handles, or locks, except for a tiny indentation in the middle of the star. Directly across this intersection, there's a pair of double doors, and down here, there's another set of double doors leading to your right. At the end, there is a single door that leads into this chamber over here that, according to the wizard, was where you would see, were hearing or seeing creatures and hounds of some sort. Yeah, let's not go into the space you got You guys approach the hallway. Like I said, the, the hallway is stone structure, 15 feet wide, arches up 40 feet above you. It's a it's a grand hallway, um, lots of architecture, obviously very ancient design. There is a mirrored bronze door slash wall in front of you. Um, there's no hinges, handles, door method of opening it at all. The entire thing is a glossy mirror and it reflects the entire group as you move up. In the center of it is about a five foot engraving of the seven-pointed star, and in the center of it is a small opening, maybe about that big. Looks like it's a strangely shaped keyhole of some sort. Can I check for a trap? Seems safe. You don't find any traps. What's up, Rob? It's a 26. 
you put your lock picks in, you start picking it. Every time you seem to be making any sort of progress, initially you think like the lock is resetting or springing back or whatever, and then you realize it's actually shifting or changing, like it's magically sealed. Rogue is sitting there picking away the lock. You realize that the golden bronze color of the door has shifted to a dull grayish color, and there seems to be a glow coming from the door. What'd you want to do? Knowledge Arcadia. Uh, okay, so you study the door. Jenny? You step forward and touch the paladin. Okay. Wizard stares intently at the door, curious. <coughs> Priest steps forward, puts a hand on your shoulder, you feel protected. Barbarian? Barbarian is running. James? Maybe it's going near the Ben? You don't even notice it. The door surface turns to a dull gray, which glows. The glow rapidly brightens to a near blinding intensity, and then from out of the surface, a strange figure emerges. It comes out with a sort of a wailing sound. It's emanating light of an intensity you've never seen before. Four of you, because of the intense light, you feel your eyes burn and you're unable to see. Ben. I'm going to uh, draw my two swords out and I am going to start by stabbing her using the power attack. <coughs> you hit it. You strike the creature for 18 points. Jennifer. Keith, retrieve as much as I can. Evil summoned creatures are not able to enter the area. Yeah, I would say it is. So it is in the reflection in the door still. It hasn't been able to emerge. Still has all the other effects. <coughs> that hasn't changed it, but it's not able to move closer. Andy. Call the Sure. Find yourself in a small room. George. Does not affect the creature goes, can't come out of the door. It raises its hands, you see its image in the door, towards the paladin, and two beams of intense energy and light shoot out trying to strike him. You take 35 points of damage as the lasers burn through your body. Craig. James. Carter. Unfortunately, you can't affect it because it's not in your dimension. It's in the door. It's just the image of the creature right now. Jason. I don't have anything. You're going to target the creature in the door with a wand of wonder? Can I even see the creature? Oh, it's easy to see. You wave the wand and a fairy fire spell targets the door. The door is slightly glowing. If it was invisible, it'd be highly visible at this point. But it doesn't seem to have any effect on the creature. Jenny. Well, since I am still in the paladin, I'm going to feel the paladin. Okay. So reach out, touch the paladin. You feel your blindness fade as your eyes regenerate. You heal 110 hit points if you were injured. And all negative effects effectively are gone. Ben. I am going to back away. Oh, wait, no, I'm going to go in. You're going to step into the bronze door? Okay. You, you, spend, you spend a move action attempting to move towards the creature. It, it's a bronze door. It, it 
door. Can't get through it. It's metal. Alright, I'm going to move back. Jennifer. Keith. Wall of stone. You cast a spell and a wall of stone appears. Instantly the light goes out and the creature is no longer visible. And now there is a permanent wall of stone over the bronze door that you guys wanted to get into. What would you guys like to do? Combat's effectively out. You feel around, you realize you're in a small 10 by 10 room. There's another pair of doors opposite the one you think you came in. Hey, can we just like can't get rid of the blindness. For the night, guys? Let's fight the so space there's two dogs. heal spells, so <laughs> those guys are blind. I think that we should fight the space dogs. Yes, we do not want a blind barian. With blind Blind barian. It doesn't matter, the space dogs are invisible. So we're down to seven no. days, no, right? Yeah, we're down to seven you, yeah, days. Yeah, seven days. We got only one. You got time. She casts a spell, and you feel like you're back to normal size. So do you guys want to uh, want to spend another day resting and getting some heal spells? Yeah. We will stop here since it's a quarter to seven. You guys are considering more rest. You've been listening to the Halfling 13 Gaming Podcast. For more information, please visit us on the internet at halfling13.com. If you enjoyed this content, please like and subscribe.